brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. $1,660, and so thank you uh, 
uh, for that. Continue to pray if you've not already done so. Pray over your uh, envelope so that you might uh, know how God will lead you to give towards our sacred sovereign. Wednesday meal this week will be Russian chicken with rice, salad, and dessert. If you plan to be here, be sure to uh, sign up. Let us know so they don't have much food to fix. Um, T-shirts. Okay. By now, surely everybody has seen one of these. It shows the T-shirt colors that are possibilities for you. Navy, black, olive green, uh, maroon, neon pink, and neon green. Okay, those are the colors. And uh, you can get uh, the new T-shirts. Um, if you want to get one just like before, that's the navy. Uh, but if you want to change color, get a different color, and you get those, it's going to be $10. It'll be $10 each. So we need for you to pick these up for these in the foyer. You can pick one of these up out of the foyer when you leave. And just make a check out to the church and your mount. You pick out the colors and sizes and everything. Uh, and just make this out and uh, turn it in with your check for the uh, made out to the church for your t-shirt. So be sure to make a note, uh, make a note of that. Operation Christmas Child. Uh, in your bulletin, good news, great joys. Uh, they're going to begin distributing boxes within the next couple of weeks and uh, ask you to help fill a box. Um, the instructions will be there with what's needed in the box. You can fill the box, and then if you would, uh, we're requesting a $7 donation for postage to get the box uh, distributed. So that information is in your bulletin uh, likewise. You'll hear more about that uh, in the days ahead. Also, remind you about the movie, the full-length movie titled The Savior. Uh, will be in in uh, Liberty Hall, the Liberty Hall movie theater on East Irwin in Tyler. Uh, they're going to have a preview showing at 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock next Sunday uh, afternoon and evening. Tickets are free. You have to register online, though, okay? Register online or by, by phone. With the information, I have the information here. Uh, if you would like to see this information or get that information, uh, if you, or if you want to write the phone number down, I'll give it to you right now. It's 804-219-1405. So you can have that <laughs> Don't you always love it when it's on TV and they say, you need to order this in the next three minutes and they give you that phone number and you can't. Sure, I got that. So anyway, that's what I did to you. 804-219-1405. Or go to imb.org slash the Savior uh, on your computer. You can register. I want to tell you that the, uh, the Savior comes from the book of Luke, and the Savior is in Arabic with English subtitles. I want you to come back and say, Preacher, that thing will do subtitles. I want you to know ahead of time there will be subtitles for this movie, the Savior. Okay? Prepared to present by our international school. All right. Any other announcements? Any other announcements? Please pray for uh, Raymond Taylor, uh, Ronnie uh, Taylor's uncle, and Rosie's uncle. Um, he's in very, very serious condition, very low at this hour. He has had uh, several problems. We don't know for sure. He had strokes throughout this week. Uh, and is in, in very dire straits right now. So be sure to pray for him, pray for his family, 
uh, his son Larry and his daughter uh, Gail be sure to pray for them. Um, pray for Sue. She goes in tomorrow to find out when she has surgery. Pray for Kate Cole. Kate went in for a stress test. They didn't find anything wrong with her heart, but she's still having symptoms. So pray for Kate. Pray for Anita Durham. How's Anita feeling, Boom? A little better. She had surgery on Thursday, so we should have prayed for her. So we're all over. So we're all over anywhere else. Yeah, I understand it. Pray for Bill Andrews. He's in the hospital and will be for a few days taking IV antibodies to cure bacteria in his blood. So be sure to pray for Bill Andrews. Okay, who else? Okay, I think I got everybody. I didn't hear everybody. I think I got everybody. All right. I'm glad you're here. Are you glad you're here? I'm glad you're here. We come to worship the Lord together today. Now, we want to be sure that we see if there are any visitors with us. Anybody that's... Is that that baby girl right there? Hi, Belinda. Good morning. Good to see you, girl. All right, do we have any first-time visitors? Anybody that's honored to fill out a visitor's card? Raise your hand. Anybody? All right, we've all been here before. I'm glad you decided to come back. We want to begin our worship by greeting one another in the Lord. So we got to the stand and we sing together.
together, please, for prayer. Our Father, once again, we come with grateful hearts, giving thanksgiving unto the Lord for all that you do for us. Father, we thank you that you care about us, that, Father, you care about what we're going through. And, Father, we thank you that there's nothing that's too small to bring into the presence of God and to pray about. And so, Lord, we thank you that we can come today, uh, Father, realizing all that you, all the ways that you bless us and all the things that you provide for us. Thank you most of all for the provision that you've made for us to be saved, for us to know that we can become children of the Heavenly Father through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you today that the blood covers all our sins and that we've been made pure in the sight of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, I thank you for each person here today. Lord, I pray that you bless each one, Father, they, uh, everybody has particular needs or particular desires. God, we ask you to minister to each one according to their need out of your riches and glory. Father, we pray that you'll be with those who are sick and hurting, those in the hospital, those who are in need. Dear Father, we ask you to be with them. We ask you to bless them and minister to them. And dear Father, we ask you to restore their full one health. We do pray a special prayer today for, um, for Jack Taylor's family for uh, Gail and for Larry. We ask you to be with them today and we ask you to minister to them courage and strength and, and Father, faith. And, and so, dear Lord, we entrust Jack into the care of Almighty God today. Now, Lord, we come today to study the, and read the Word of God. Lord, you gave it to us so that we might understand who you are and, and in fact, who we are in relation to that. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to hear what you say to us. I pray, Father, today you'll help us, each and every one of us, to make the right choices. Now, Lord, we love you and we thank you for these things and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 348. 348. I
here together and sing 185. I have, I have friends who are too smart to be Christians. You know what I mean? They, they just, they know more than... But Jesus said, except you become as a little child. Children, stand up. Children, stand up and turn around and sing with us. Stand up and turn around and sing with us. Jesus said, except you become as a little child. So here we are. Jesus loves me. First and third verses. about Maddie's age, he found this beautiful bicycle. 
and he wanted it. I mean, it was chrome all over, and he wanted it. But you know what? He didn't have enough money. He couldn't afford it, and neither could his mama and daddy at that point. That bicycle back in 19, a while back, 40 years ago, 30 years, 30 years ago, that bicycle was over a hundred dollars. So you know what he did? He started picking up trash. We had these things all over our backyard, cans, and he picked up cans and we'd take them and he'd sell cans until he finally got enough money to buy that bicycle. He was proud. Now, there were two things he was proud of. One, he was proud that he had the only chrome bicycle in all of Big Spring, Texas at that time. He was proud of that, but the second thing he was proud of was that he worked to get it. You see, if you want something, don't get the idea that you can just go ask mom and daddy and they'll get it for you. Okay? Sometimes they will, but sometimes they might not because it's important for us to work. So what was considered trash to some people, my son picked it up and he used it and traded it in for money so that he could get a bicycle. You know what? There's a verse of Scripture. Let me see if I can find it for you. It's found on the Psalm. Psalm 104, 24. O Lord, the earth is full of thy riches. So if you look at it, and it may look like trash to somebody else, it might be worth something to you. Pick it up and see. All right? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the riches that you put upon the earth. And thank you for, for all that you do to put riches into our lives. I pray that you'll uh, help these young ones understand early on that the greatest thing that they can ever do is trust Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. And they will have riches beyond their imagination. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
chapter 24. We're actually going to deal with a little bit in chapter 23. We're not going to say much about it, but a little bit in chapter 23. And then uh, our, our primary verses will be found in chapter 24 of the book of Joshua. When God created you, when God made you, he gave you a free will to choose. God gave you free choice. He didn't make you his slaves. He didn't, he didn't uh, cause you to be the person who has to do anything. He gave you a free will. He gave you free choice. Now, let me say to you, it is God's desire that you love him. It is God's desire that you honor him. It is God's desire that you worship him and that you serve him, but the choice is yours. All right? The choice is yours. He's not going to force you to do anything uh, that you don't want to do. I want to illustrate. One day, Mr. Wendell Wilkie asked President Franklin D. Roosevelt, Mr. President, why do you keep that frail, sickly man, Harry Hopkins, at your elbow? The president responded, Mr. Wilkie, through that door flows daily an incessant stream of men and women who almost invariably want something from me. He said, Harry Hopkins wants only to serve me. That's why he is so near to me. Listen, you want to be near to God? Serve him. You want to be near to God? Serve him. Look for opportunities to be his servant. Look for opportunities to stand as his representative and serve humanity, serve people, especially those who don't know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Our scripture passage for today is Joshua 24, 14 through 24. But in order to introduce it, let me just... Read one verse out of the 23rd chapter, and it's the 23rd in verse 1. And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. I think it's very interesting and very important that we see that passage of Scripture. The Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies. Now you realize that if Joshua is still on the scene, that it's talking about the fact that they had just entered into the promised land. They had just come out of the wilderness. They had finally accepted uh, uh, the challenge of God. They had finally uh, shown forth their faith and entered into the promised land. And even though there were battles to be fought and, and struggles to face, still God gave them this land that he had promised to them. So how glorious it is to read those words. The Lord had given rest unto Israel from all of their enemies. You know what? I'm, I, you're, you're, I'm reading that to you and you're thinking today, wow, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> huh? Wouldn't that be nice that the Lord would give us some rest? Now, I realize that uh, their struggles were different than your struggles and my struggles are different than their struggles, but... I also know that sometimes we just get tired. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. 
Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talked to a lady yesterday. She's so tired. It's, it's, it's a struggle. She's dealing with difficulty in her life and difficulty in her family's life. And it's a struggle and it just seems to go on and on and on and on. Wouldn't it be nice if the Lord would give you rest from all of your enemies, whether they're personal and internal or whether they're uh, external, whether it's your boss or whatever it is, God has the power and the authority to do that. And in fact, we should... We should recognize and accept and accept the rest that he offers to us. God desires that we have that rest. In fact, I'm going to see if I can accept a little bit, little bit of it after a while. It's a good time, you know, right after Sunday lunch. You'd go turn on the television set just for a little background noise so you don't hear the neighbors screaming, you know, or whatever. I'm just making that up, by the way. But so that you don't hear those things, you know, you get a little noise sometimes. I, I, love, I love the races. Reminds me of the old ceiling fans, you know. That old hunter ceiling fan go round and round, make that noise. Listen, that's what I think, God, you know, God tells us that we ought to rest on the Sabbath day. Now, I know preachers don't preach much on that anymore because most people got a job and go to work on the Sabbath day or on the Lord's day. We worship the Sunday as the Lord's day, and we worship that. It can be your Sabbath. Sabbath means rest, a day of rest, and it can be your day of rest. But we need somehow or another to withdraw from all of those activities and all of that excitement and enthusiasm that we have at least a day a week. We need to somehow or another pull back and let God minister to us. Minister rest to us. And I want to tell you something. I absolutely don't know where all that came from, but you must have needed it because I gave it to you. Amen. <laughs> Joshua looked around and he realized that because of the wisdom that he had gained through past experiences, and I know that he was wise because the scripture tells me that he waxed old, he realized that uh, soon he would be departing the scene. Soon he wouldn't be in charge anymore. And Joshua also understood that when, when there's no struggle, and by the way, this happens in, in local churches too, that when there's no struggle, there's no challenge for God's people, they become satisfied and they become self-reliant. Um, probably about time for a building program or building, uh, doing some building around here because we've, we have enjoyed, just like it says there, we've actually enjoyed some of that rest for uh, after a pass uh, uh, and it came to pass a long after a long time that the Lord gave them rest we've had some rest for a good for a good while from that sort of thing and so uh, we need to realize that 
that there needs to be challenges before us. We need to be struggling a little bit. That's when we do our best work, you know, whenever you know that there's no time to get it done and you have to do it anyway. So you, we just buckle down and we get, and we get the work, we get the work done. Well, Joshua looked at the people and he looked around at what was going on, how satisfied they were. And Joshua said, you know, I think I know the best thing that we can do for these people is just have a revival. Now, you know, it didn't dawn on me for a long time about this passage of Scripture, but this is a revival. He had a revival meeting. You begin in chapter 23 and you read down through chapter 24 and verse 13, you find the message, the sermon. He preached the sermon. And then in verse 14 and 15, he gave the invitation. And then in verse 16 through 24, we find the response of the people. Now, what we're going to do today is deal with this, with this uh, subject uh, the, the, the choice is yours, and we're going to deal with it, and I want us to read in chapter 24. I'm going to begin in verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a famous passage of Scripture. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord for he is our God." And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt. I love that King James translation there. Then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. Joshua said unto the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. We know for a fact that we've said this, and each of us holds the other accountable. Now, therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice (laughs) will we obey. Now, we don't have any problem talking about the fact that we'll serve the Lord, but sometimes whenever it comes to that last part, and I'm glad that was, I'm so glad, I'm thrilled that was included, His voice will we obey. Where do we hear the voice of God? We hear the voice of God right here in His Word, you see. He speaks to us from His Word so that we might know what it is He expects of us, so that we might know the best plan and process for our daily lives. He wants us to understand that. All right, now then we're going to get done with the uh, introduction and get on with the message. 
first Joshua said in verse 15, there's a choice to be made. Now, I want you to know something. Joshua spoke with authority. Joshua spoke with authority. Now, listen. If you're going to speak for the Lord, you need to be able to speak with authority. And Joshua spoke with authority. When he spoke, the people listened and they respected him. They knew. They had followed him. They knew that he had taught them well. They knew that he had instructed them well. They knew that he had led them well. And because of the leadership of Joshua, they had entered in to the promised land and into the rest that only God could provide. Secondly, Joshua spoke with imperative. He spoke with imperative. He knew that they were always only, and this is always true, folks. He knew that they were always only one generation away from godlessness. Where people wouldn't know God, and they wouldn't worship God, and they wouldn't serve God. So he spoke to them with imperative. He wanted the people to have the wisdom that they needed to make the right choices. And then thirdly, Joshua spoke with urgency. <laughs> urgency. We don't understand about urgency, you see. We say, well, you know, wait a minute. Let me think about it a little bit. Let me... <laughs> One of our favorite things, right? Let me pray about it. You know what? Whenever you ask somebody to do something, they say, let me pray about it. You can be sure they're not going to. I mean, generally speaking. Not that they're not going to pray about it. They may pray about it, but they're not going to do whatever it is you ask them to do, right? Let me pray about it. You know what that does? Buys some time, right? Buys some time. You see, if you ask me to do that and I say, let me pray about it, then, then I'm thinking, maybe they'll forget they asked me. Yeah, I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just using me as a metaphor or whatever that term is. Is that a good term? That's not a good term, is it? But you know what I'm talking about, Right? And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other folks, you understand? You see, he speaks with urgency. He said, you got to choose today. Choose you this day. Joshua called the people of God to make a choice. And it's important to see that the emphasis was on an immediate, urgent choice. In fact, you know, the survival of the survival of the nation may have rested in the choice they made that day. Now, I could go way on off over yonder and get into politics and talk about that. Listen, you need to be praying now about the choices you're going to make on that ballot in November. You need to be praying now about understanding God's will and God's plan. God wants to bless the United States of America. He does. He always wants to bless his people. He wants to bless us, and he may well be waiting on us to make a choice, and it's an urgent choice. He knew, Joshua knew that it was their tendency to procrastinate. We don't like that word. But to postpone making that decision itself would be a decision not to serve the Lord. Now, Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether it will be the heathen idols or whether it will be the Lord. And I want to just say something. I want to say, I'm going to say it early in the message right here. I want to just say something. Before you leave here today, 
you will make a choice. And I realize that there's some people who said, well, now wait a minute, you're going to present the gospel, I'm going to hear the gospel, and I may choose, I may, I may not choose to believe the gospel and receive Christ today. Well, that's a choice in itself. Because what that means, now, I understand that this sounds, this sounds very negative, but if you don't make a choice to receive Christ, then you've made a choice to reject Christ. It's, it's, that, it's that simple. Now, I realize that, that we don't like to think about it from that perspective, but we will make a choice today one way or the other. We'll make a choice to follow God. We'll make a choice to recommit our lives to Christ. And I don't know who needs to do that today. God doesn't give me that ability to know. But I'll guarantee you there's somebody here today who needs to recommit their life to Christ. You're a Christian. You're a child of God. But you haven't been serving the Lord. You've been satisfied. You kind of relaxed in your Christian faith just like they had. Everything got easy. They were were resting and, and they were taking it easy. And the result was that things, uh, when we do that, things begin, uh, begin to pile up. And so there's somebody here today who needs to recommit their life to Christ. I expect there's someone here today who needs to just say, I want Jesus today. I want to believe in Jesus Christ. I'm putting my faith and trust in him so that I might have the eternal life that he promises to those who believe in him. Make that choice today. Choose right. And that's, that's what Joshua was saying to the people. He said, look, you can do whatever you want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got a choice to make today, but we're going to serve the Lord. You can either go back and serve those gods that, that, your, uh, that your family served back in Egypt, or you can serve the gods of the Amalekites who lived in this land before we came in and ran them out. And there were some people who had done that. They had begun to trust in those other gods. And we have to be careful because even though we have trusted in Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, the world has a lot of allurement to us. We still have a little bit of that that old nature, you know, we lived in that sin nature for so long. We've got a little of that old nature and we want to go back to that. And God says, make a, make a commitment, make a decision, make a choice today and choose Jesus. Okay, second thing, not only is there a choice to be made, there is cleansing, cleansing to be completed. In verse 19, and Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. And then in verse 23, now therefore, now notice this, important. Now therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods, which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. Now, they lived in a land uh, that had belonged to a a very superstitious group of people. They they had all of their their, uh, special little uh, uh, prophets that they listened to. They had, they had, (laughs) all right, here we go. Hang on. They had palm readers and astrologers, and witches, and seers, and the like. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Um, folks, that kind of junk is in our world right now. And uh, people are enamored by it. Um, fortune cookies. Yeah, I know, you know, we, we say fortune cookies. And you know what I like about fortune cookies is I like the taste. <laughs> The junk that's inside, that, that, I'm sorry, that's just, it's just junk, okay? It's just junk. Don't go buy you a fortune cookie and base your life on what it says. And I can prove that to be true because one day we were eating Chinese food and my wife gave me a fortune cookie and I opened it up and I read it and I said, this is not mine. And she said, why? What does it say? It says, leave your boat and walk upon the land. And y'all know that's not my fortune cookie. And I didn't do what it said either, just in case you're wondering. Astrologers and witches, people that read your palm, do you know they can, they can read your palm and they can be so convincing to you that you're going to try to make it come true. Don't mess with that junk, okay? Don't mess with that junk. Stay away, stay away from it. Some of God's people in that day had adopted the, the practices of the people that had departed the land. So Joshua's call was a... Now listen, Joshua's call was a call to repentance. He said, don't just ask God to forgive you for it. Ask him to take it away and turn away from it and go another way. He said, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do your hurt and consume you after that he has done you good. He says, you need to... Turn away from, turn away from, repent of your sins. He said, throw out your idols. Throw out those things that consume your, all of your time and all of your energy and tell you what you should be doing. Wow. That suddenly dawned on me that that's my TV set. Computer, that computer, it'll tell you what to do. Did you know that? What, I'll tell you what that computer will do for you. Some of them, I think, have a little ding that says you got mail. Well, if you, if you go to that ding and read that mail, just plan to throw away an hour or two. Uh-oh. All right, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I think I've gone far enough on that. He says, repent of your sin, throw out your idols, and incline, listen, and incline your heart to the Lord. Listen, that sounds like... That sounds like the things we want to do, the things that we should do. That phrase, incline your heart to the Lord, is a, is a, is a phrase of endearment. It means, to, it means to come and embrace God and embrace uh, what God wants to do in your life. Remember, we said in the beginning we have a free will to choose, and, and, and love is a decision that you make. Did you know that? And we need to love God. We need to make Him a priority, a priority in our, in our lives. And, folks, I want you to know, 
know that Joshua preached the message to them. He gave the altar call, told them there was a choice to be made. And then whenever they, whenever they uh, heard the voice of the Lord and heard what Joshua had to say, he said, there's cleansing to be completed. And finally, he says to us, there is a commitment to be carried out. Listen, we need to make a commitment and then we need to stand by it. People today in this age in our society make commitments all the time. Make those commitments all the time. And they don't ever follow through. They don't ever follow through. Rather than following through on their commitments, they'll file bankruptcy or they'll close their business or they'll run and hide or they'll move away or whatever it is. People don't like to sign on the dotted line. Do you ever notice that? Does it make you feel funny whenever you read? I mean, when they hand you these, this piece of paper that has about, has about 30 pages of real fine print and you go, and they say, initial it here, <laughs> go to the hospital, initial this. This says we can put you to sleep. I want them to say, this says we'll wake you up. <laughs> they don't ever do that. But anyway, this says that we can take pictures of your insides and show them to everybody in the world. No, anyway. But there's always that fine print. And they say, now sign right here. Now, wait a minute. You didn't read all those words to me. There's more words there than that. Sign right here. And all the time there are people coming to you and they say, sign right here. Folks, in verse 14, Joshua said, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. I think the Lord has enjoyed about all the lip service he can stand. We need to make a commitment and then we need to stand on that commitment and we need to do everything that we can do in the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what we've said we would do in service to the Lord. He wants us to say, I love you, but he also wants us to show him that we love him by loving those whom he created. You remember the little song? You know, we... we Sometimes we, we forget about the doctrine that comes about and the doctrine that, that we sing about in our song. But the little song says, I love thee, I love thee, I love thee, my Lord. I love thee, my Savior. I love thee, my God. So simple. I love thee, I love thee, and that thou dost know. But how much I love thee, my actions will show. I, you, you know, he, he says it over and over again in the song, I love you, 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 but I also realize that how much I love you will be demonstrated in the way I live my life. And that's a life of commitment. So there's a commitment to be carried out. Now I want to ask you, who or what do you love most? <laughs> I mean, really, okay? Now, everybody here knows the right answer to that question. It's either God or Jesus. You're going to say one or the other. Everybody here is going to say that. But is that what you say with your mouth? Or is that what you show with your style of life? There's a choice to be made. There's a cleansing to take place. Repent of your sins. And there's a commitment to be carried out. I don't have to say it for you today. Joshua said it. Choose you this day 
Choose you this day whom you will serve, the Lord or the God of self-gratification. The choice is yours. Father, thank you for giving us a choice. Thank you, Father, for creating us in your image, but, Lord, giving us free will. Father, we know that you don't want us to serve you out of obligation. You want us to come and serve you and honor you out of love for you. And, God, there's so many reasons that we can think of why we should love the Lord. But, Father, help us not only to say I love you, but help us to live our lives like we love you. Help us to demonstrate our faith in Christ in the way we live and the way we deal with other people. Now, Father, I pray you'll speak to our hearts. God, we've heard the sermon. Now we're going to give the invitation. But the commitment is up to your people. And so, Lord, today, I pray that every person here will choose Jesus. Speak to the hearts of those who don't know Jesus. Speak to the hearts of those who, who need to recommit their lives to Jesus, to carry out that commitment. Speak to all of our hearts today and help us to realize that you have a desire and a plan for our lives. And help us, Father, in all things to follow you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Terry, what's on? Number 481 in your hymnal, let me invite you to stand. And you can sing with us. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, as I said early on, you'll make a choice today. You'll either choose to believe in Jesus or you'll choose to re- reject Jesus. Oh, please don't reject Jesus today. He's the only chance you have to get into heaven. And He wants to take you there with him. Others need to make other decisions as we sing on the first verse of the song. Come on right now, please.
room see him, Lord. But God may be speaking to somebody's heart today. And, and I, don't, I don't want to cut him short. I, I want him to be able to deal with my heart. And I want him to be able to deal with your heart in a very personal way. Because he wants to have a personal relationship with each and every person that's in this building. And it's impossible for me to know who that may be. But God knows. He knows you. And he may be speaking to your heart. And if that's true today, please come. Please take this opportunity that he's given you to call upon his name and to receive him as your personal Savior Lord. He has a free gift of eternal life for you. It's already been paid for. And it's yours just for the taking. If you'll but believe in Jesus Christ. We're going to wait a moment longer. If you need to come, come on right now, please. said, Amen. Alright, don't forget you can pick up your order form for a t-shirt if you'd like to do that uh, as you go out. Alright, any other word before we dismiss in prayer? Thank you for being here today. Let's bow together for prayer. Kyle, would you leave us in the phone, please? Lord, Father God, I just thank you for today. Lord, this is your house. KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Always wanted your own golf car. They're safe, economical. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.